1: This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Derby City Manager Kathy Sexton. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thank nice you, to have Steve. you with us.
2: Thank So good to be here. Thank you very much. How long have us. you
1: been uh, the city manager in Derby?
2: You know, I've been the city manager in Derby since 2006, so that means I'm working on 14 years now, it looks
1: like. And what did you do before that?
2: I was assistant county manager at Sedgwick County. I was down at the county for about 12 years. I think I had five different jobs during that time, but I ended as assistant county manager.
1: I'd like to get a little background. Uh, did you grow up around here, where are you from?
2: You know, I grew up on a farm in Southeast Kansas, and in 1985, I came out here to go to WSU and pretty much stayed. We had a short stint in Lawrence, but uh, other than that, we came right back here and for the county position and then then the Derby position.
1: Well, I've uh, I've been doing some research lately uh, about the local history. Was Derby at one time called El Paso?
2: Absolutely. I'm glad you found that. That is so interesting because uh, back in the 1800s when all the cities, all the towns, all the farmers, you know, came this way and the covered wagons came this way, the uh, folks who settled, the Garretts, uh, Alexander Garrett family, um, they settled it, and then it was it became the town of El Paso when the town plat was filed right there on the river, and the railroad came through, and and then, uh, you know, it's a funny story because they say that uh, then El Paso, Texas, became uh, a growing community as well, and they said the uh, you know the the mail got dropped off the the train right, so they said the mail kept getting confused between the two El Paso, Kansas, and El Paso, Texas, so. So, for some reason, they came up with Derby as the name. The, the folklore is that the, maybe the guy who worked at the train station or something was called, his last name was Derby. Mm, That's okay. what we think. But anyway, in the 50s, 1950s, they actually officially changed the name of the city to Derby. But for decades, they'd been calling it Derby. Is that weird or Well, what? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, growing up here, there was a Derby uh, gasling company uh, yes, and they had yes. refinery.
2: Yes, and there was one of those in in uh, El Paso or in Derby. Yeah, <laughs> so you know who knows where they got the name from, right?
1: <laughs> I'm getting confused. <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about. Uh, first of all, I want to talk a little about the weather. The other day you had a, quite a quite a quite a storm down there in Derby. Uh, gosh, you had 76 mile per hour wind.
2: Yes, that's where, a, a sustained wind was was for it, a while. It
1: wasn't really a tornado, though. No,
2: was it? no, I, I understand wind? that the weather people have now decided. That the gusts were in the 90s, but the sustained winds for quite some time were 76 miles an hour, and it was it was more straight line, and it wasn't enough twister to call it a tornado. I think the folks in Derby don't really care what you call it; they just know it's a mess, <laughs> and, and, and it's tree mess mostly, and big old trees that just break your heart. That some of them are uprooted, uh, you know, they're they're uh, they're laying on top of houses, some of them, because they're in that older, you know, 60. 60-year-old neighborhoods, and so there's a lot of work yet to be done, but the most obvious parts have been cleaned up by now, a few days into it now.
1: But do you think there's going to be still some more cleanup for a few more days then maybe? Huh?
2: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's plenty. You know, our street crews had just on Sunday pushed street uh, pushed tree damage aside so Westar and emergency services could get through on Monday they cleared those street trees. Mm. On Tuesday uh, and Wednesday, they were working on parks. In other words, we have a lot of trees down in our parks. It's gonna take a long time to get through those. And uh, and then, of course, folks who had a tree on their house or something like that, they have to deal with their insurance companies and get folks to come out and help uh, remove trees. Just today, we started coordinating a, a big, huge crane to come out to get a big, They told me the tree was as big as I was tall. And that's when I said, well, that's a big crane we're going to need then. We're going to have to really make provision for that, shut the street down or something to get it in there.
1: No doubt about the fact that this has been a a rainy May and June in south-central Kansas. And as I understand it, this last week, Sedgwick County was talking with the folks in Derby about uh, water wells down there and using water wells to... To help with flood relief. I, I didn't really understand all of, that. Yeah, a lot of it. Yeah, it's it?
2: a very complicated, difficult situation. And, and first, I, I would just want to say, I mean, it has been extreme rain this season for a lot of parts of Kansas and certainly parts around here. So, the, And that's part of the reason why the trees came down. So I'll say easily. I mean, anything that's 76-mile-an-hour winds on Sunday were... Um, would take a lot of things out, but trees were not breaking off, they were coming up at the roots. And what that is a function of, partially, is the saturated ground. You have to remember, Derby's all on the east side of the river. We're on the high side, which means we're on clay soils. So, the low side of the river is west of the river, and there's no part of the city of Derby that is on the west side of the river. But what's over there is sandy soils, and they're in floodplain. And so when you have these kind of rains sustained week after week after week i know we're all sick of them and a lot of people around have wet basements and creek erosion in the backyards and and all kinds of problems but that area west the area in the county west of the river is sandy soils floodplain area and yeah they're suffering from that river being so full that it is bringing groundwater up into their yards and their basements. Is that and the
1: Arkansas? That's
2: the Arkansas okay. River. The, you big, the big A. Oh, yeah, the big arc. It goes mm. right through Derby, but I say right beside Derby. So, so. What,
1: how do these pumps work then? They take groundwater out?
2: Well, decades <laughs> ago when Derby uh, really started growing as a, as a city in the 50s, the El Paso Water Company began, and they put these wells in uh, west of the river, in the sandy soil and pumped the water to across the river to the city so that the city would have a water supply. Wow. And along about 2000, the year 2000, the city was growing a lot and KDHE says, excuse me, the state, the water rights folks at the state said, hey folks, Derby's growing too much, you're using too much water, you've, ex- you've gone beyond your water, your legal water rights. You have got to find another water source. And so they worked with Derby. I was not there in Derby at the time, but they worked with them, and the city worked with Wichita Water and formed a contract and built a big pipe from Wichita. So ever since 2003, the city of Derby's gotten its uh, entire water, drinking water supply from the city of Wichita water, same okay. water everybody else drinks around here. So, okay. so at that time, of course, we turned off the pumps that were pumping water from the aquifer by the river over across the river to the city of derby and we haven't used that wa- those water wells since 2003 now usually that's not a problem for anybody but you get these occasional wet years we had one in 2008 one in 2016 and now we've got one now here in 19 where the folks who live over there are experiencing that basement flooding and such and oh. and it's one of those sort of last ditch efforts what can you do you know it's a difficult situation but It's just the notion of, hey, if a farmer were uh, running their wells, uh, you know, their irrigation systems on their fields, that would help. Well, obviously, you're not going to do that. Their fields are already saturated. And so the other option is, well, gosh, why didn't Derby run their wells? And we've done it twice in 08 and 16 when the county and the township asked us to, and they paid the electrical costs. But this time, the county hasn't really clearly committed the money, and... um, they're concerned about that it's not real effective it would help a, a few homes maybe three maybe 11 homes but there's far more than that that are flooded so it, it's a very difficult situation it's not easily solved it's not quickly solved derby has before and will always do our part if we can help our neighbors but in 2017 the county the county had a geologist uh, do a study and basically tell them this isn't doing much good it's and so it's we're in a more difficult position when when folks get their hopes raised that something might do good and then, well,
1: (laughs) doubtful. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, Some basics. What's what's Derby's population and what's its geographic area?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve, Derby is the 17th largest city in the state. We are at 24,000 population now. We're very curious about the 2020 census and how the new count comes out, but we've been growing. It's highly residential uh, on our west our west border is the Arkansas River essentially our north border is 55th Street and um, you know that puts us a mile away we'll say two miles away from the Air Force Base but in between Derby and the Air Force Base is a mile stretch of what I call no man's land We're we're not really planning to grow past 55th Street so 55th Street's our north border and um, and On the south, we basically we're almost to 95th Street South, about a quarter mile from 95th Street South. And so, um, our growth area is pretty much to the east. Uh, we we are past Rock Road with our residential growth and commercial growth now. And honestly, we're we're we have houses all the way to Webb Road now in a couple places. So, so how
1: would you describe your your growth in the past few years?
2: Mm-hmm. It's been good. Um, Strong growth uh, everywhere around the region was happening in residential until uh, 2008 when the housing bubble burst and we experienced uh, slower growth until 2012 when the, the, it bottomed out. And ever since 2012, we've been growing again. In terms of new houses, new construction, uh, certainly the business community in Derby has grown substantially in the last 15 years. We had small businesses in Derby before and uh, locally owned businesses, which was great. But on Rock Road, the past 15 years, we've had chain stores coming in, we've had restaurants, um, uh, Wichita business people expanding into Derby to some extent. But honestly, a lot of our growth is not Wichita businesses, it's a lot of out-of-state people who come to Derby. Ooh. It's really kind of amazing. And local entrepreneurs, obviously. but. Um, we have become, in Derby, what I call a, a retail center, a commercial re, a regional hub and it's a lot of folks who live, and identif- live around Derby uh, and identify with Derby, say southeast and west of Derby, who um, would rather not drive all the way into, say, way east Wichita or way west Wichita where their uh, medical facilities and their retail and restaurants are. So really, you know, in Wichita folks, a lot of Wichita folks I see in Derby all the time. If you live south of Kellogg, chances are you're shopping and eating out and dining in Derby, doing things like professional services, haircuts, you know, um, uh, medical appointments, things like that.
1: You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Derby City Manager Kathy Sexton. Let's talk a little bit about city government there in Derby. What kind of an annual budget do you have? How many employees do you have mm. at the city?
2: Yeah, great, great. Um, that's growing, too. We struggle, it seems like, every year to keep up with the growth. But um, but we have pretty much a $40 million in rough numbers, uh, annual budget, aggressive uh, capital improvement plan, about 185 employees. Most The fastest growing piece of our employee base is our part-time positions. We take a uh, concerted effort to, uh, as we grow, to find ways of creating part-time jobs because we know there's so many um, senior citizens who want a different career after they retire. They still wanna work some, but maybe not full-time, and we're trying to find ways of uh, incorporating them into our workforce, as well as um, uh, parents, you know, who, um, if it could work part-time, it'd be ideal so they can still take care of their kids and not have to pay for childcare, thing like, things like that. We have in Derby a uh, fabulous library, uh, fabulous recreation center and park system, and senior center. When it comes to quality of life in Derby and why people choose to live in Derby, those three things are some of the most often cited that we hear.
1: Do you have uh, infrastructure challenges, roads and bridges, a that kind of thing going on all the time, like many cities.
2: Yeah, centers. yeah, great great question. The The streets in Derby are really quite good compared to many other cities, but part of that is because we're so new. We keep building new streets and building new homes and, and new businesses, that kind of thing. Certainly our challenges are that for the areas, the older areas in town, the 60, 70-year-old parts of town where you have to go in and do repairs and maintenance. It's funny though, Steve, some of the streets are 50 years old. They look better than some of the streets that are 20 years old. And that has more to do with soils conditions and the ways that we build streets so yeah Yeah. constant challenges there we just are right now in the process of opening a brand new fire station in derby it's just one of those challenges that go with growth you every year have to add a police officer add a firefighter and you know after a while you realize oh the building's not big enough anymore and and uh, as you keep expanding we're about 10 square miles now and um and that has grown a lot so as you grow and expand you have to provide emergency services street repair lots of things like that
1: you you know you talked earlier about uh mcconnell air force base and what what is your your relationship with them geographically you're close Mm -hmm. but how about that city within a city out there of several thousand people yeah
2: it's a great question the uh, so many people who live in derby are active duty at mcconnell air force base they drive back and forth every day so many people who live in Derby are retirees from McConnell Air Force Base. They, Those kind of folks, career Air Force folks, have been stationed a number of places all over the country, all over the world. We constantly hear how much they like their stint at McConnell. Even if they don't retire when they're at McConnell, they might go somewhere else, but they still will buy a house in Derby, rent it to another Air Force family for a few years, and come back.
1: My, uh, Coincidentally... My son is a an Air Force retiree living in Derby. His son just graduated from uh, uh, Air Force basic training, living in Derby with Dad and Mom. Oh, excellent! He's going to be in the Air Guard. So yeah, it, it's, a, it's that kind of thing. Derby has had a lot of people come through McConnell and 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 landing there and, and staying in Derby and contributing a whole lot to our community. But,
2: yeah, you know, the air. Yeah, I'm sorry, the Air Force people tell us that you know they they get more free meals paid for when they eat out in derby because people see them yeah. in uniform and what have you and they'll just pay or or thank them for their service that do you know do whatever they they can so if people in derby appreciate all the struggles of serving in the in the sure. military and what folks have been doing especially the last um decade or so when there's been uh, multiple deployments, as you know, of guards and reserves, and right. and uh, it's not just the full time Air Force people anymore that um, are having family stress and need folks to help watch their house. I can't tell you how many people last week were out helping military families on their block because they knew they were deployed or they knew they were out of town. It's like, hey, we got to go clean up his tree limbs yep. because he's not he's not there. And others, of course, who were there were helping other people. So.
1: Do you work with your local chamber of commerce on attracting new business and workers?
2: Oh, yes. Um, there is constant work on dealing with the calls and the interest and the business expansion. One of our primary economic development goals in Derby is to support local businesses as they want to expand and as they grow um, in economic development these days the uh, grow your own is the best strategy and supporting entrepreneurs that you already have who understand your community and want to do more and do do better. Um, certainly um, the national companies they look at the data they look at the map and they come and find you and we get a lot of uh, come and find you. I mentioned earlier we have a lot of growth in commercial and commercial in Derby and a lot of people uh, you know, think maybe we're giving things away. Um, you know, tax incentives and what have you that they always hear about in in the Wichita market and and Kansas City markets. How they're Kansas City, you know, fight Kansas fighting with Missouri about who can give away the biggest tax breaks right, and incentives. Right. We don't do much of that in Derby. A lot of our growth is is uh, is just it just happens because people see that it's a well situated community with a a good. Uh, household incomes, and people who like to support local businesses instead of going out of town, that kind of thing. So, um, so yeah, it, it's going really well in Derby. Tell me,
1: uh, tell me about your relationship with Sedgwick County government
2: mm-hmm.
1: and at the same time Wichita government. Yeah.
2: yeah. You, you know, you? Um, we are not uh, living in a dream world in Derby. We know that our economy, being as a suburb of Wichita and, a, and a, the biggest city in the region other than Wichita – is um is tied to the Wichita economy and the, ca- and the county-wide area regional economy. We try to participate as a player in that and not be one of those communities that says well we're going to try to steal a business from a neighboring community or no 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 we're all in this together and folks in Kansas as you well know Steve will drive an hour to get to their jobs if they have to. They'd rather live closer but a lot of folks live out on farms or have family farms or you know that kind of thing so so we like to participate in all the um, regional activities when it comes to working together as a region to improve quality of life for all of us. Um, mm. We do not have any uh, doubts that there are a lot of cars leaving Derby in the morning and uh, a lot of cars coming back at night. It, that we do not uh, have businesses to support all our employee, all our residents, and that's okay because I think Wichita understands a lot of people have chosen to live out. In the country or in the suburbs, in the spreads where they have a higher quality of life, but it's all about working together. So, you know, you ask about the relationship with the county and with the city government officials. I think it's pretty good.
1: Okay, and you uh, you're looking at budgets every year. What are you going to do? Are you going to do you need to increase spending? Do you have that pressure every year?
2: We do. We do have that pressure because one, uh, we have uh, a mission to make sure that we don't um, push off on the current residents, the um, the cost of new growth. So new growth has to pay for itself. On the flip side, there's always more things that need to be done. And when we don't abate hardly any property taxes on new businesses, then that provides us a good stream of new revenue to take care of those new needs, whether it be higher electric bills and higher health insurance costs, just normal stuff like that, or whether it means Adding a police officer, or buying a fire truck, or or building a fire station—those kinds of things, people expect high quality of life, and that's why they choose to come to Derby. So our our government, our taxes have to pay for yeah, that.
1: Yeah. So how does that affect your tax your taxes yeah, then? But yeah. are, are people in there taxed highly, lowly? Or?
2: Oh oh oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It's a great question. The um, a lot of people have that perception that things are higher, but. You know as far as the um we we look every year at numbers of of competitor area cities uh whether it be cities similar to our size or uh or just regional areas so if you're a real estate agent for example and someone's moving to the wichita area for a job at coke industries for example they're going to come in and look around and see their options what are they going to look for steve they're going to look for a good house with good schools, good property values, and services. They want services. We constantly hear from people how they look on the web when they're away and uh, drive around when they're here to compare communities, and, and of course, we are proud that we are the third lowest property tax in our um, list of cities we compare against. Of course, Wichita's a lower property tax. No one's ever gonna compete with that Uh, low rate they've set because of their economies of scale but we are proud that we have the lowest sewer rates in the area you know you get your monthly bill with water and sewer on it and we have the third lowest water rates and the lowest sewer rates and so um, we always compare ourselves to other cities because we know it's a competitive environment we know everybody's pinching pennies
1: what uh, what are the biggest challenges that Derby faces
2: um, you know, right now, I'd say um, if you want to talk at the micro level, it would be the uh, same thing every other business and employer is dealing with is workforce issues. How do you attract people to want to work at a wastewater treatment plant? Steve, if you got the answer to that, well, I tell you what, uh, we need it. Uh, trying to get people to want to stay out in the heat all day and mow parks and, uh, and tend to um, uh, policing issues that are oftentimes neighborhood squabbles and things that are not easy to deal with. So, being a police officer, a firefighter, a, a, a water utility person, these are jobs that are respectable. They're honorable. They're they're decent money. They're good benefits. Good hours. But everybody's looking for those fabulous employees right now. So I'd say that is that is a good challenge for us.
1: What is uh, what is it about your job that gets you out of bed in, bed in the morning?
2: <laughs> you know, I love uh, <laughs> being a public servant. I think it is the most gratifying thing. I know that people who are in public service and then uh, see the grass greener somewhere else and, and go elsewhere, they oftentimes w- wish they, they could come back or do come back because there's just an inherent benefit. It's like being a school teacher or something like that. There's frustrating times, obviously, but um, it is so gratifying when you get stopped in the grocery store and people say, you know, what you did over there was really good, or I really like what's going on in the city, and and um, don't let them get you down, you know, things like that. There's always uh, more to do, there's always challenges, but, but the benefit of building communities and helping people connect Uh, valuing volunteers, helping people understand how community is not what the government can do for you. Even at the city government level, it is about how everybody can participate and help each other and and form community. It's it's a gratifying job. I'm, I'm really glad I'm a city manager.
1: Well, listen, thanks for spending some time with us. This is the first time we've met. It's been uh, interesting and informative for me, and I know for our listeners, Kathy. So thanks a lot for being with us. Maybe we'll have you back again here in a few months. We'll talk about what's going on in Derby again. How about Steve, that? Steve, that
2: sounds fabulous. Thank you ever so much.
1: Our guest is Derby city manager, Kathy Sexton. That's all for this edition of Issues 2019. And of course, we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.